on the road with Baylor basketball. This is the John Moore Show from Manhattan, Kansas on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor athletics. Now, as hot as the Bears are from three-point range, Kansas that cold so far. Bears lead by 10 with 4.08 to go before halftime. Jalen Bridges gives to Cryer. Cryer to Keontae George. George, left wing, working against Grady Dick, two of the top freshmen in this league. George, three, rolls in for him. <laughs> oh, you talk about the shooter's roll. Oh. George got it there. Uh, well, it is exactly shooter's roll. Hit the front of the rim, came up, hit the side, hit the other side, and somehow nestled in. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Timeout, Scott Drew, as Kansas takes the lead at 50 to 49. What a run by the Jayhawks into the first half and to start this second half. Baylor led by as much as 17 with about four minutes to play, a little under four minutes to play in the first half. Now, five and a half minutes into the second half, the Jayhawks lead by one. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. And you knew a Jayhawk run was coming, and here it is. And now, really, it's kind of turned into the kind of game we thought it was going to be. Most Big 12 games in the upper echelon of the league are one or two possession games. That's kind of where we are now, but Kansas is on a big time roll. Now, on the road with the Bears from Manhattan, Kansas, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show. On a Monday, we are in the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas, with Baylor basketball. The men played at KU on Saturday, dropped that game despite a first half uh, 17 point lead, 13 point lead at halftime. Jayhawks did come storming back and won it over the Bears. 87-71 on Saturday. Now, uh, we stayed in the state of Kansas. We play K-State coming up tomorrow night. So after the game on Saturday, it was pack up, not hit the plane and come home, but hit the bus and the vans and come from Lawrence over to Manhattan. So we've been here in Manhattan since Saturday night. Here uh, Saturday night, last night, we're here tonight, play tomorrow, Baylor versus K-State, and a really big game coming up tomorrow night. Talk about that and uh, plenty more coming up in the hour. We're glad you're with us. Thanks to Aaron Sexton in the Alan Samuel studio. And uh, joining us first right off the bat is uh, the man you heard in the broadcast uh, highlights there, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield, Pat Nunley. Uh, and technically, uh, let me explain it this way. Pat is in the room right next to mine, but he's by phone connecting with us. That's really all you need to know about the technical <laughs> side of this. But, Pat, thank you. Uh, and we're not looking at each other face-to-face. -face. We're uh, separated by one wall. How about that? You know, it's kind of funny. I was telling Aaron when we got on, I said, not only is this not plan B, this is, I think, plan C. Uh, but, but that's okay. <laughs> you had it all lined out. You were, you were set. And then, like anything else, you know, you, you hit a little snag. You just read and react. And here we are. I, I hope you can hear me loud and clear. You're coming in uh, clear as a bell. That sounds good, and you are too. So thanks for uh, okay, adjusting and reading and reacting. I appreciate it. So I know you were on with Tom uh, and Ward on Friday morning. I heard that previewing the Kansas game, uh, but a couple of things, couple of reasons that I want to have you on today. One of them you know about for sure. But let's talk about uh, that Kansas game. Tough loss for the Bears. And Pat, I thought you made a really good point post game. That game, that game in itself was not for the Big Twelve championship. It was not, and it's not unusual that uh, I don't care how good you are that you come into Fog Island Arena and leave disappointed. And that's what happened uh, after the game. I think one of the coaches was saying, "In the last four years, I think it is John Kansas has lost three games in that arena." 
and they played a bunch of them. So to come up and, and lose a game there, I think what, what they do is just consider that to be um, a bump in the road. It's not for the Big 12 championship. I, I heard a, a couple of coaches talk about the, you know, the five to grind, the last five left in Big 12 play. And most coaches I heard talk said that, that they thought at that point four and one would almost guarantee a share of the championship. Now, again, I don't know, but Kansas still has to go to TCU. That's tonight. Uh, I believe has to go to Texas. So right. it's, it's one game, but it's, it's um, either way. I mean, if you look at it from the bigger picture view, in terms of NCAA tournament seating, it's not a bad loss. It wouldn't have been a bad loss for Kansas. It's not a bad loss for Baylor. But right now, what's in the crosshairs is another Big 12 championship for the Bears. And that's a setback, but that's not something they can't overcome. Yeah, and it makes really this game tomorrow night even that much more important. I mean, it was important in its own right, win or lose on Saturday. But here's Kansas State tomorrow night on their home floor. They beat Iowa State on Saturday. A team Baylor lost to at home this year. So there is uh, really a lot of emphasis and a lot riding on that game tomorrow night. Yeah, there is. And going into the Kansas game, Baylor in conference play was 4-2 and two on the road. In, in Big 12 play, that is excellent. That's just great. Now 4-3, and three, but the, the takeaway from that is this is a team that, that is not really starry-eyed on the road, I don't think. I mean, I think they, they've won big games, uh, games where they really needed to gut out a win. I think I think of TCU, you know, Saturday ago. And I think they're positioned really well. I, there, there's um, – there's a bit of a uh, revenge factor and revenge is probably too strong a word, but when Kansas state came to Waco earlier, that was on the heels of Baylor playing a 10, a, a TCU team that was on a 10 0 run. At that point, Kansas yeah. state was on a seven and run. And, and now Kansas state uh, having run through the gauntlet of the big 12 uh, hasn't put together that kind of run yet, but still um, they're a really, really good basketball team. And it's just another Big 12 game that, again, John, if you're going to win a Big 12 championship, these are the kind of games that you really need to win. Pat Nunley, our guest, uh, Baylor basketball, uh, standout and color and standout color analyst. So uh, that's good, talking about that. And, but, Pat, here's the real reason I wanted to have you on. And you know this. Yes. I am looking at a box score. Today, Aaron, today is a date in history worth yes. talking about. And Pat is the perfect <laughs> guy to talk to about it. It was February 20th, 1979. So if my math is correct, 44 years ago today. And, Pat, when we first talked about this, I said to you, that was 24 years ago. And I thought, no, wait a second. That was 44 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was a Baylor TCU game at the heart of Texas Coliseum. Aaron, quite simply, it was the game in which Vinny Johnson and Pat Nunley combined to score 62 in a big win over the Horn Frogs. Historic Aaron, you've heard game? me talk about this before, I, right? I have. Yes, very much so. Yes. So today is the anniversary of that game. Pat, what, what, when you think back on that historic game, uh, what do you remember? Well, I remember Vinny getting 50. <laughs> and uh, what, what's interesting <laughs> Oh, that's a minor detail. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but by the way, <laughs> you know, you got President's Day, you got National Secretary's <laughs> Day, you got all these days. Yeah. Today is the day that Vinny got 50. So that's that, right. uh, in a nutshell, is what I remember. But thank you for hanging on to the box score because I'm looking at it. And John, you know how I am about box scores and statistics. Right. I just devour right. them. I eat them up. Sure. And I'm looking at, and I'm going, okay, so like I had 12, but how do I have zero assists? Like, what yeah. happened there? <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking up and down. And maybe so, the better way to uh, describe that game is not the night that Vinny and Nunley combined for 62, but the night that Vinny and Teagle combined for 70. <laughs> well, that's true, too. That too. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Teagle had a double-double in that game, 20 points and 12 rebounds. And actually, who else had it? There was another double-double. Oh, yeah, Wendell, Wendell Mays, Mays had 10 points. Yeah, he had 10 and 10. 10 points yeah. and 10 rebounds. But it will always be, especially on our broadcast, it will always be the night that you and Vinny combined to score 62. 
Yeah, well, I have very fond memories of that game. And uh, something else about Wendell Mays, one of the best nicknames ever, his nickname was yeah. Windex. And it was Windex yeah. because <laughs> he could clean the glass. He was 6'9", he weighed great. about 180 pounds, but he could really play. So he was That's Windex. Cool. And, I, you know, among the other things, John, it was it was a joy to play with guys like Terry and with Vinny. Um, it, you know, I, I heard Coach Drew yesterday talk about the NBA being uh, the no boys allowed league. And I watched yeah. those two guys play, and I said, I think those guys, those are the grown men, and I might be the boy. And as I'm, <laughs> if I'm thinking about the NBA, if no boys allowed is accurate, then I don't think I'm going there. <laughs> All right, let's look at the box score. And, and I'll tell you what, for those of you listening, I'm going to post this box score uh, somewhere later, Instagram maybe. Because it it really is historic. The funny thing is, so you had zero assists in that game, in a game when yeah. Vinny scored 50. But that's not a bad thing. I mean, the team only had 11. And tell everybody how kind of with Vinny's game, there weren't a lot of assists to be had with him, right? No, the best assist you could give Vinny is to just get out of his way. And <laughs> right. I got really good at that. And, you know, get out of his way, and if by chance, I mean, just the off chance that he needed to, uh, you know, relieve pressure by kicking it to the perimeter, I'd be there waiting, and I would be happy to shoot it if he got it to me. But usually when it went in the lane with Vinny, it was not coming back out. Right. So, yeah, so there weren't a lot of assists. He didn't need a lot of assisting from anybody else. And that's good because we uh, only had, uh, what, 11 in that particular game. Yeah. But he, yeah. he was phenomenal. You know, he had seven rebounds as well. He took 33 shots. And, and again, John, did all of that without the three-point line. Not that he was a big three-point exactly. well, Good thing. I mean, even if he'd been playing with the three-point line, it would have made a huge difference for Teagle. Really not much right. difference for Vinny because he didn't go out there much. But without the three-point line to get 50. And, and something else on that, John, it was that same year, we went out to San Francisco and played in a tournament, and USF at that time, I believe, was the well, they were top five for sure. Bill Cartwright and those mm. guys, and Vinny had forty three in that game, yeah. and yeah. that was back before ESPN, so nobody knows about it. I, who knows where the box score is on that one? But I, I'm telling you that that performance where he got forty three. I thought was better than than the fifty game, fifty point game he had in Waco, just because the quality of the competition was so much better. I, I'll never forget that game. That's where I thought this is a different cat. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> this guy plays a whole different kind of ball game than what I'm accustomed to playing. Yeah, you've always said that 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 might have been more impressive that forty three point game against San Francisco than the uh, fifty point game against TCU. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, he put on a show, and there was nothing they could do to stop him at all. And they were really, really good. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But, you know, something else, John, I'm looking at the box score, and it reminds me, you see all the handwritten uh, entries right. into the box. Right. Yeah. And it reminds me, and this is just, uh, this is the 44 years ago thing. So it reminds me, we would get stats, and when you got the stats, they were damp. They were wet because they had just come <laughs> off the mimeograph machine. So that right. is just how old I am, or maybe better put, that's how long ago that was. Because it's not like you had, um, you know, photocopiers uh, in the media room to be able to produce those like they no. do today. So yeah. that was kind of funny. And you had guys over there feverishly writing down stats as the game was progressing. That was, that was a different uh, a different era, for sure. Very much, very much. And uh, pretty good penmanship, too. You know, like they typed yeah. in the five starters for both teams. By the way, Baylor won the game 109-72. to I don't think I said that. Shot 53% for the game. Uh, and Baylor won 109-72. to And the five starters were typed in. And then anybody that came in as a sub, those were handwritten in there. So it was uh, definitely a different era. And you and I, who, you know, live for box scores during games and after games, this is, re this is really a throwback <laughs> to see this uh, one. <laughs> it, it might ought to be in the Smithsonian. because Oh, it should. For example, John, if you look at part of the box, Mark Nichols uh -huh. for TCU, uh -huh. ends up with four personal fouls, but somebody had to X out and scratch out five because it looked like they, <laughs> right. they went back to four. So it's not like, you know, you didn't have room to go in and, and you know, put asterisk or X out or whatever. And so the, the final product, not real clean, but I guess it was effective.
because here we oh. are today looking at it. Absolutely. Well, I love it, and you're the perfect guy to talk to about this. Uh, uh, and look at the crowd, the attendance down there, 3,875. I was a um, uh, snotty-nosed, what, what were we juniors that year? Was that your junior year? Yeah, that yeah, or maybe seventy. It would have been year. sophomore. Yeah, yeah. sophomore seventy eight, yeah. seventy nine season. But I was there. I was at the game. I remember it. So I was one of the three thousand eight hundred seventy five in attendance at the HOT. I really hope Coach Haller's listening right now. Don't you? I do too. I'm sure he remembers it vividly. And you know what? Oh, yeah. Tim Haller was was the guy that got Vinnie Johnson to Baylor University. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, Coach Haller could recruit. I mean, got Terry Teagle here. Uh, that dude could recruit. And I should. I always say this. I'm going to say it again. I hope he is listening. He was the 1980-81 Southwest Conference Coach of the Year. Yep. Jim yep. Haller. That's huge. Yeah. yeah, that is huge. All right, man. Thanks very much. Catch a nap. All right, whatever you're doing this afternoon. Uh, but thank you very much for helping us relive this. Uh, you know, it is President's Day, but I think this is worthy of its own national holiday, the day that you and Vinny combined to score 62. I love it. Legendary. Go, like Legendary. Down in That's right. Yeah. <laughs> national Thanks, holiday. man. All right, appreciate it. Yeah. That is Pat Nunley, and he is in the room right next to me here at the Four Points in Manhattan, Kansas. Aaron, I will do this. I will post this, and uh, all I'll put on there is the night uh, anniversary of the night Vinny and Pat combined to score 62. That's what I'll put on there. But uh, <laughs> it's it's so fun to talk about, and uh, it was this date, February 20th, 1979. How about that? It was a great day for Baylor basketball. Yeah, it was. It really was. We hope tomorrow is another one. Baylor and K-State playing here tomorrow. All right, let's take a break. Appreciate Pat very much. We'll take a break. Be back with more in just a moment. Let's check weather. Then we'll continue here on ESPN Central Texas. And the weather this hour is brought to you by Richard Carr. For over 20 years, Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac has built a reputation as people you can count on for automotive sales and service. Off Highway 6 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. And it is a beautiful day today, partly cloudy and warm with an afternoon high near 85. Tonight, clear skies with a low of only around 57, currently 83 at ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Wilner and John Canzano, they got with the commissioner. And by the way, that's prompted me. I've now reached out to the Big 12 to try to get Brett Yormark on. I mean, my gosh, if he's going to be doing Pac-12 podcast, Aaron, <laughs> right? he should be on our show. For goodness sakes, he should be on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship of Baylor. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Amy Hunter, owner of Jeff Hunter Toyota. As you know, there's a lot of road construction in front of our dealership. Improvements are being made every day. And new Toyotas are arriving every day. All kinds of makes and models with new and exciting features. The Toyota brand is a leader in the automotive world in both popularity and reliability. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800, now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. The next time you have an overnight stay in Waco for business or pleasure, remember to book a friendly Bellmead and Waco area hospitality option. The Holiday Inn and Suites Waco Northwest, Best Western Inn, Quality Inn, Days Inn, and Econal Lodge will all welcome you to Central Texas and make your stay memorable. These properties are all located at the Interstate 35 and North Loop 340 intersection and are conveniently located to attractions such as Baylor University, Magnolia Market and Silos, and Cameron Park Zoo. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. At Willis Plumbing, they say our plumbing pays because it stays. 
Willis Plumbing specializes in all type of residential plumbing, including repair, service, and remodeling. And they also pump septic tanks and grease traps. Willis Plumbing, 3217 Belmead Drive, 254-799-5300. Owners Kenny and Martha Willis are proud La Vega High School graduates and are supporters of the La Vega Pirates and Lady Pirates. Maya Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. From the first workout to the last practice, sports is an incredible and rewarding challenge. Hi, everyone. This is Dan Ingham with the First National Bank of Central Texas, and we're proud to support each athlete, every parent, and our educators. From families, small businesses, to the biggest industry, we're here to help. With remarkable products like mortgage lending, we've got banking ideas that fuel big dreams. The First National Bank of Central Texas. Familiar faces making local decisions. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Back with us from Kansas, from Manhattan, Kansas, Baylor and Kansas State comes up tomorrow night. John Morris Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron's in the Allen Samuels Studios. Thanks to Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business on the web at allensamuelsdcj.com. All right, uh, we look forward to that game coming up tomorrow night. Mentioned a couple of other things coming out of the weekend. Uh, Baylor basketball, we told you, fell to Kansas, plays K-State tomorrow night. Baylor women, a tough loss, man, lost in overtime, double overtime to Iowa State, 81-77. Fourth straight loss for uh, the Baylor women now. And uh, they'll play at TCU coming up on Wednesday. Baseball opened the season. What a great way to start on Friday night with a uh, walk-off uh, Jack Johnson single to win it in uh, in the ninth inning, six to five over Central Michigan. Tough day on Saturday. Gave up uh, 15 runs in one inning and lost 20 to five. And then yesterday we're right in it and lost four to three. But some good things out of the weekend, especially pitching wise, especially relief pitching wise. And we'll visit with uh, James Leverton, Baylor pitching coach, coming up next segment. Baylor softball, what a weekend for them. They go 4-0 and through the Getterman Classic. And if you know who they played in the Getterman Classic, you know that means they beat top-ranked and previously undefeated Oklahoma in the game uh, on Sunday, the first of two games on Sunday, wrapping up the tournament. 4-3 win for the Baylor women over the number one team in the nation, the two-time defending national champion Oklahoma Sooners. So a huge win for uh, Baylor softball on Sunday and really a huge weekend as they go 4-0 and through the tournament. They're now 8-1 and on the season and uh, a full head of steam uh, as they move into uh, their next game, which will be this weekend. They're hosting the Baylor Invitational at Getterman Stadium this weekend. So those are some of the highlights from the weekend. Uh, Equestrian dropped a 10-9 decision to Oklahoma State. Acrobatics and tumbling rolls right on. They're 3-0 on the season. They beat Presbyterian yesterday afternoon in the Farrell Center. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll check in with Baylor Baseball. We'll visit with James Leverton, the pitching coach for Baylor Baseball. Get his thoughts coming out of the weekend uh, you may be surprised if you haven't seen the number of strikeouts Baylor pitchers had in the three games over the weekend. We'll have that when we come back. We're glad you're with us on a Monday coming to you from Manhattan, Kansas. John Morris show brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. 
Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday evening at Baylor Ballpark hosting Houston Christian. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for the Bears and the Huskies Tuesday at Baylor Ballpark. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. A funeral service is a special time for family and friends to comfort one another, begin to find healing, and celebrate a life well lived. Whether you choose burial or cremation, McDowell Funeral Home provides timely service and professional spirit in your time of need. They also offer pre-planning services to their customers. Family owned and operated, McDowell Funeral Home, 1104 Chestnut Street in Waco and in Hillsboro, plus a new location coming soon. Call them 254-754-3151 or learn more at mcdowellfuneralhome.com. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Listen to the John Moore Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 The Bellamy Chamber of Commerce is proud to support the La Vega High School girls basketball team as they make their UIL playoff run to the state championship. The city of Bellamy is growing, and the Bellamy Chamber of Commerce is partnering with the city to make Bellamy a place for people to call home, as well as a place for visitors to come eat, shop, stay, and enjoy. Each year, the Bellamy Chamber of Commerce supports La Vega ISD through scholarships for graduating seniors. The Bellamy Chamber of Commerce says, Go Lady Pirates! ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Former NFL head coach and current ESPN analyst Rex Ryan interviewed Saturday in Denver for the Broncos defensive coordinator job. Jason Tatum set an NBA All-Star record with 55 points to gain his team a 184 to 175 win and take home the MVP. Baylor came up short in Kansas on Saturday, 87 to 71. Bears will be back in action tomorrow night at Kansas State. Tonight in the Big 12, Oklahoma State is at West Virginia. Tip is at six o'clock. And Kansas is at TCU. Tip is at 8 o'clock. XFL return this weekend seemed to be well-received with Arlington beating Las Vegas 22-20. And Wade Phillips' Houston Roughnecks had the only blowout of the weekend over Orlando Guardians 33-12. La Vega Lady Pirates will face Marble Falls in round three of the UIL playoffs tonight from Georgetown. Tip is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, 
2-1 pitch. That ball is belted. Back deep to right field. Navarro on the run. Track. Wall. Leaps up and it's gone! John Sicoli with his first home run as a Bear. Pulls Baylor to within one. Off the top of the wall and out of here. John Sicoli makes it 4-3. to three. It's time now for our weekly check on Baylor baseball. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. And joined now by Baylor pitching coach James Leverton coming off the weekend series. As we said, Bears dropped two of three, but really in uh, uh, in the game yesterday, had a chance to come back and win that one yesterday. Saturday got out of hand a little bit. But James, overall, pitching-wise, uh, you know, take out the one big inning by Central Michigan on Saturday. But otherwise, uh, how did you feel about your pitching? Yeah, I felt good. Um, you know, it was good to see a lot of different – guys go out there and and you know gave me confidence knowing that you know the bullpen you know for the most part you know as you stated earlier besides that one inning you know they held their own Stasio Petrowski it was good to get him out there for his first time and you know Mason was promising you know um outside the second inning but still you know it was just came down to execution of a two-strike pitch I thought you know he didn't walk anybody you know and and it was good to see that on Sunday, um, you know, I think on the weekend, I think we had too many walks for my liking overall, but, you know, it was, it was good to see him bounce back after the Saturday game and, and, you know, compete and fill it up and, and, and go after guys. So feel good about it. Um, a lot of learning to, to be had from this weekend and they're a good hitting team, you know, they're a good team that's gone to some regionals and, and uh, you know, I think for the most part, most of our guys went out there and, and competed. You know, I don't think they were um, pitching away from contact or anything like that. I think that they tried hard and, and went right after guys. Max Calderon tells me uh, 38 strikeouts in the three games this weekend. That's a, the most in a three-game series, really as far back as he can go. Uh, well, it, from your position as the pitching coach, what does that say to you? Well, I think it just, you know, it can get some guys some confidence. Um, I don't necessarily want to be known as the strikeout team that loses two of three. Right. Um, I think it just shows it can give some guys some confidence to say, hey, I belong. You know, that when I'm in the zone, I can still miss the barrels and, and um, you know, I can compete at this level. Um, I, I, I want, I prefer our outs to happen quickly because usually when you're striking some guys out, Ten, your pitch count tends to get high, um, but you know it's a. You know, I told my dad. My dad called me. He said, "You know about the the one inning we had." I said, "We're just trying to break records. We're giving up the most runs in an inning, and then we're striking out the most." <laughs> there you so go. We, we laughed about it, but you know it was good. It was good. It was. I was happy for the guys. You know, I thought they competed hard on Friday, and great game. And and Saturday got out of hand in an inning, but I still think, um, you know, Calder got out there for two innings and did his thing. And, and we also had, um, uh, Brett Garcia go out there and have a couple strikeouts. You know, I, I think it, there's some, some silver linings to it, you know? Um, but we got to continue to work and get better. Uh, am I right? 12 strikeouts, no walks yesterday. Uh, the, the zero walks, you gotta be happy with that. Yeah, I was very happy with that, especially, you know, from the day before and even on Friday we had, I think seven walks Saturday. And then, I mean, heck Friday we won and we had 10 walks, you know? Oh, wow. So, you know, it's, it's just, Usually for striking out 38 guys in a series, you're going to win. But, you know, I was just trying to tell the guys that you can lose a game in the first inning just like you can in the fifth, sixth, seventh, second. And, you know, it, it's the, there's a there's that fine line. You, you got to make pitches, and every pitch is precious, you know. So um, just continue to work and, and fill up the zone and eliminate free bases and, and extended innings. When you get two outs, you got to put the guy, you got that innings over. And when you get two strikes, you know, especially 0-2-1-2, the guy needs to be put away. So we got some stuff to work on and, and we'll get to that. How about uh, Cole Stasio? He did some good things this weekend. Yeah, Cole, man, he is a great kid. One, very, very uh, 
mature, you know, um, I think he threw two and a third on Friday and then an inning yesterday and, and to be able to bounce back, you know, I think he threw 33 on Friday, so he could bounce back, but only come in and, and really keep us in the game. That's why we went to him is to say, Hey, it, this is going to be a one run game when we come up to hit and Cole went in there and did his thing. And, and, you know, I think some of his progression was to being a better player is, is pitching in, big moments and knowing that he belongs and, and he does and he does. And I think that that's going to give him a lot of confidence throughout this year. So many uh, new guys and young guys on the roster, not just pitchers, but throughout the, the roster, I think 18 made their Baylor debut this weekend. Eight were freshmen making their collegiate debut. Uh, what's it worth now, you know, that they've been through a weekend series moving forward. It's worth, I mean, a lot obviously one it's opening weekend so you're you know your heart rate's a little high and in another it was against a good club you know and, and some of those guys were thrown into some so some situations that were out of hand like collier um or calder sorry and you know he performs um two innings one hit no walks four k's um you know petrowski he has some innings in junior college, but never at this level. And he just went out and, and he said this, you know, I'm going to keep us in the game. And, you know, that that was very good to see him to be able to go for, you know, because then you're going, man, can this guy potentially do more than out of the pen? If, if it, if it turns into that or, you know, who knows, but, um, you know, it's going to, the more we can get those guys out there hitting and pitching, the game's going to slow down for him. And, right. and usually the team that can play with confidence and have a slow heartbeat and know that there's no situation that's bigger than any other situation. It's just still the same game. Then you're probably going to have more success than if you created something in your head to make it a bigger environment. Seems like, uh, you know, you had pretty good crowds out there for opening weekend. And, and that seems to be something you can build on. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Friday was awesome. Um, what a way to get the first win for the season and for Coach Thompson's career, you know, as a head coach at Division One. Um, you know, and and even <laughs> even in that long fifteen run inning, I mean, the after the third out, it was you know cheers and and all that, and and I get what what the cheers were about. Right. But, you know, there were a couple of fans still engaged in the game, sitting by their dugout, you know, kind of going after the other team a little bit. And me and Zach were standing there going, we got to get this guy season tickets, you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, then, you know, the fans, you know, cheered and we knew what they were cheering about, obviously. But, you know, it was still it was uh, it was nice to see people there. And Sunday was another good crowd and it was a good game against a good team. And, you know, the message is, is, you know, you guys keep getting better and, and, and win and, and play hard, just compete, play hard, compete and be competitive. And the, the fans will come to the ballpark because I've seen them here. I've played here when the place is yep. sold out and it's a hard place to play. All right, so Houston Christian tomorrow night, right back after it. Uh, Pitching-wise, what do you have? Uh, obviously, you, you plan for the, your next game and plan for your next series next weekend. What do you have for tomorrow night? Yeah, tomorrow's going to be, we're, I think, uh, we're going to start Andrade. Um, he's had some starts in the past, obviously, last year. Um, and it's going to kind of be a bullpen day. It's like one of those things we want to – the, what we have to do is get these guys out there and see what we have and, and how they handle the situation between the lines, you know, cause it's different. So there, it's going to be another, uh, it's going to be a bullpen day. I mean, we got Golem, um, possibly Oliver, Blake Rogers, uh, Matheson, Muirhead, Needham. I mean, the whole, the whole gang's down there probably sure. besides Stasio and Petrowski. So, um, It'd be a, it'd be a bullpen day. Hopefully, we can uh, score some runs and throw the ball to the plate and play some good defense and play a clean game. Very good. Well, I appreciate the visit. Thanks. Good luck tomorrow night and uh, good luck moving forward with the season. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
As James Leverton, the pitching coach for Baylor, first year with Mitch Thompson on the Baylor staff. And it sounds a little bit crazy, Aaron, to think, uh, you know, Baylor lost one of those games 20 to 5, and they lost two out of the three games. But really, you go inside those numbers, and uh, the pitchers really did do some good things this weekend. Yeah, they really did. You talked about the number of strikeouts, and uh, I know you can't, obviously, you can't ignore the Saturday game, but. If you just look right. at Friday, Sunday, what the what the pitching staff done, did, uh, pretty pretty remarkable for as much roster turnover as there was in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Next up for Baylor baseball, they'll host Houston Christian tomorrow night, six thirty on the air at six fifteen. Now that game, uh, pretty much uh, simultaneous with our basketball game broadcast, which will be here on ESPN Central Texas. So baseball will be on Fox Sports Central Texas. 13.30 a.m. and 93.9 f.m. tomorrow night for Baylor versus Houston Christian Baseball. Then the Bears go to Duke uh, to play a three-game series over the weekend. Remember, Duke was here last year, uh, and these are the only three road games in the first 21 for Mitch Thompson. They play 18 of their 21, uh, first 21 games of the season at home, so this is the only three-game stretch they'll be away from Baylor Ballpark to start the season. All right, we appreciate uh, Coach Lev being on with us. Let's take a break. Back with more in just a moment. We'll look ahead. We'll wrap things up in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll share some big birthdays with you today, and we'll have all that when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank, it's your bank. Also brought to you by the Baylor Club. Closed on a Monday, but back at it tomorrow. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check it out. Their entire schedule available on the web at thebaylorclub.com. And remember, they've got a special going now through the end of the month, so about a week left, where you, if you were a former member of the Baylor Club, and you let that membership uh, lapse for whatever reason, you can get back in and become a member again of the Baylor Club for no initiation fee. So check that out. Give Lake and Bolfing a call or anyone at the Baylor Club. They'll give you the details. 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears headed to Manhattan to take on the Kansas State Wildcats on Tuesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A-style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. 
DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Former NFL head coach and current ESPN analyst Rex Ryan interviewed Saturday in Denver for the Broncos defensive coordinator job. Jason Tatum set an NBA All-Star record with 55 points to gain his team a 184 to 175 win and take home the MVP. Baylor came up short in Kansas on Saturday, 87 to 71. Bears will be back in action tomorrow night at Kansas State. Tonight in the Big 12, Oklahoma State is at West Virginia. Tip is at six o'clock, and Kansas is at TCU. Tip is at eight. XFL return this weekend seemed to be well received with Arlington beating Las Vegas 22-20 and Wade Phillips' Houston Roughnecks had the only blowout of the weekend over Orlando Guardians 33-12. La Vega Lady Pirates will face Marble Falls in round three of the UIL playoffs tonight from Georgetown. Tip is at 7 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. the road with Baylor basketball. This is the John Moore Show from Manhattan, Kansas on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor athletics. Now on the road with the Bears from Manhattan, Kansas, he is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with this final segment, John Morris Show on this Monday from the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. Baylor and K-State comes up tomorrow night. We'll have another show from here tomorrow, Lord willing, in the 3 p.m. hour. But uh, Matt Mosley is coming up top of this hour at 4 o'clock. Aaron, what do you guys have planned between 4 and 6 today? We will talk with Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore coming off their 4-3 win over number one Oklahoma in the Getterman Classic over the weekend. And we will talk with Waco Tribune Herald sports editor Bryce Cherry about Baylor women's basketball and some other Baylor stuff. Very nice. So that's coming up between four and six. Just keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Then Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Ryan Fox are uh, coming up tomorrow morning, back tomorrow morning, I should say. At 7 a.m., they'll have Shehan Jayaraja on tomorrow. Bob Stoops coaching the uh, XFL team uh, will be on tomorrow morning as well. So uh, join them tomorrow, 7 to 9 a.m., right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, let's share some birthdays with you before we, we move out of here on a Monday. Uh, Aaron, uh, from my list today, it's Chris Istry's birthday. Happy birthday to Chris. Works with us in Baylor Athletics, the business office. And, in fact, his office uh, kind of catacornered right across the hall from mine. So happy birthday to Chris Istry today. It is Ken Weathorn's birthday today. Happy birthday to Coach Weathorn. Uh, it's big Mike Johnson's birthday. Mike uh, played football at Baylor, now a very successful businessman, State Farm agent. Happy birthday to Mike Johnson. 
It is Melissa Green Johnson's birthday today, so happy birthday to them. And uh, if I might go back to yesterday, uh, a couple of birthdays from yesterday, Bo Carter's birthday. Bo was with the Southwest Conference office, uh, continues to do uh, great things, uh, working with Baseball Writers Association of America and a lot of different things. So happy birthday, Bo Carter. Uh, Jimmy Banks' birthday was yesterday. Alan Ray. Um, Jackie Strickland's birthday was yesterday. Daryl Williamson, former Baylor track standout and gold medalist in the Olympics. Happy birthday to Daryl Williamson uh, going back to yesterday. Mike Paris, uh, former mayor of Danville, Kentucky. Uh, he was a year ahead of me in high school. Happy birthday to uh, Mike and Andy Burcham, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy's birthday was yesterday. And back to Sunday for just one, uh, Joey Scrivano, Baylor women's tennis coach. Joey's birthday was Sunday. All right, Aaron, who would you add to the birthday list today? Got a few today. Cindy Crawford turns 56. Rihanna, coming off a great performance at the Super Bowl halftime, turns 35. Brian Luttrell from the Backstreet Boys turns 48. And NBA Hall of Famer and TNT analyst Charles Barkley turns 60 today. Wow. All right. Very good. That's a good list. Happy birthday to those folks as we uh, wrap up the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, give you a little insight into our trip. Uh, I think I mentioned this off the top, but flew out from Waco on Friday. Landed in Topeka. Topeka bus over to Lawrence Stayed in Lawrence Friday night, the game. Oh, and the hotel we stayed at Friday night, Aaron, it's the Eldridge Hotel. It's on Massachusetts Street in downtown Lawrence. And if anyone listening knows or is from Lawrence or knows the history, they're saying, oh, the Eldridge Hotel. It's got a really interesting past. It was burned down. Uh, the Kansas people will tell you by the Missourians who came in and burned the hotel to the ground, not once, but twice burned the hotel down, and uh, Colonel Eldridge, for whom it was named after, uh, apparently still haunts one of the rooms at the Eldridge Hotel, and it's room 506, and they don't shy away from that. I asked the guy at the front desk when we were checking in, I said, do, pe- do you put people in room 506? And he says, oh yeah, people ask to stay there. I said, all right. Um, so apparently that room, 506, is haunted. I stayed in room 505 <laughs> and slept really well. Didn't hear anything overnight except uh, at 6 a.m. a guy was out on the street hollering, but had nothing to do with Colonel Eldridge. But quite a history with the Eldridge Hotel there in downtown Lawrence. So we stayed there Friday night, game Saturday. Bears lost uh, to uh, KU. Uh, really, really good first half. Really, really bad second half. So, and then the coaches just went back to work, uh, figuring out what went wrong. And I think they're going to play great tomorrow night. And they're going to have to against Kansas State. Uh, tough playing in, in that building in Bramlage Coliseum. Man, their students are pretty rabid here. So it'll be tough. And remember, K-State won over Baylor, first meeting of the year in Waco. So, uh, and it's Jerome Tang and Scott Drew again, matching wits. So it'll be a tough game tomorrow, but really looking forward to it. And I think Baylor will play really, really well in the game tomorrow. All right. So we look forward to that. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Hope you can join us in the 3 p.m. hour tomorrow. Thanks to Aaron for making things work in the studio. Thanks to Pat Nunley, who was on with us. Also, thanks to James Leverton, Baylor baseball pitching coach, who is on with us in the 3 o'clock hour today. Now we invite you to stay tuned. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas. I sounded much better when you had me muted.